0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. This is the Wesson Walker Show. I think the most I've ever spent was like maybe, was maybe one fifty. It's a Decent amount. It's Wes. how much was the
1: transaction that you had to pay her when the date was over? Wow. That's an amazing insult. And
0: Walker. It just makes me feel good. I can't get a woman out of the bed, but I can get my co-host or my show host out of the bed. I think you can
2: get a woman in the bed, Fiddy. It's not about getting them out right now. Shut the hell up. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. (laughs) Definite inside joke. Oh, yeah. that's That's too much. Right with the last hour, Wes and yes. Walker, Sports Radio ninety two seven WFNZ, talking about the Carolina Panthers, their most recent loss on Monday night to the New Orleans Saints. But we're trying to turn the turn the page, Bob Seeger style. I know you know all about Bob Seeger Because yes, you were defending yourself to the people that didn't expect you to know about Bob Seeger. But we're turning <laughs> the page here,
1: Wes. We're moving
2: on to Seattle. Walker
1: misses nothing. <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> and we're and we're
2: trying to figure out if Bryce Young is going to play after. He apparently suffered an ankle injury that kept him out of practice except for some mental reps that he was taking out there at practice today. To talk all the more about it, we welcome former Panther QB and current Panther radio analyst Jake DeLome now joins us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Jake, thank you so much for the time, man. How are you? i'm doing well thanks for having me yeah absolutely jake really appreciate it and I, I guess we got some news to talk about right i mean it just broke a couple of hours ago within the last hour really bryce young does have that ankle injury and i'm just wondering from a quarterback standpoint how would that ankle injury depending on the severity of it how does an ankle injury limit you at the qb position we've seen some guys play on it before but of course if it's too severe he'll miss some time how does it limit a qb out there
3: I just think it depends on the type of ankle injury. Um, I'm not so sure. I just found out about this probably five minutes ago. I kind of checked my phone, and I saw that he was limited. And I'm not so sure what type of practice they had today. It seemed like it was more of a uh, scaled-down version. So maybe just need a little more time to rest. I'm not sure what happened during the game. I don't recall ever seeing seeing him get up gimpy Mm -hmm. uh, at one point um, or another. But, listen, I had a high ankle sprain um, when I went to Cleveland. And it was my right ankle. So that was everything where you push off as a right-handed quarterback. Um, It affected tremendously, I'll be very honest. But that was a high ankle. Those are very different. Um, I've had a quarterback, uh, we had another one on the team that year that had a left high ankle sprain, and it wasn't as bad because that was his land leg, so to speak. It wasn't his push leg. Um, So I think it just all depends on pain tolerance and – and, and how severe it is and what what exactly type of ankle roll, I guess you could say, it could be.
2: Yeah, Frank Reich, not clear on whether it was a high ankle sprain, all of us trying to gather as much information as possible. So we'll see how that all comes about as the week goes on. Jake, what are you seeing good and bad from Bryce Young through two starts in the NFL?
3: Listen, I, I think, and, I, and I, I'm, I know for a fact, I've said it before the first game, there's going to be some growing pains this year. I, I, I thought last year, we had a potential to be a fringe playoff-type team. I just fell with the experienced quarterback in Baker. We had a number one wide receiver in DJ. Thought Robbie Anderson was going to build on the, the year prior with the speed element. Uh, you had Christian. Um, but then things didn't turn out that way, but the team kind of got the ship going in the right direction and made a push. Now, don't get me wrong, the division was, uh, was down last year. This year, listen, there's going to be some growing pains. And a rookie quarterback, the success rate for these guys coming in and playing well and leading teams to playoffs is it's not the greatest, and uh, not really having a true number one wide receiver, uh, having a different offensive line. Uh, our most experienced player, besides Taylor Moten, but Austin Corbett, I think for the most part in my mind was our most consistent offensive lineman last year. Uh, uh, when you go through all 17 games, not having him, and there was going to be there was going to be some growing pains. And Atlanta, you know. There was some issues there. Bryce had a couple of interceptions, and uh, we had the, lost the turnover battle. But Monday night, you know, we played better. Didn't like our matchup with the Saints. I know it's a division opponent, but losing J.C. Horn and the receivers the Saints have, I thought it would be a challenge for us. Um, and defensively, uh, inserting another new offensive lineman in the mix, losing Brady Christensen with the Saints defense, and, and it was a challenge. And um, I thought we battled hard. I truly believe, I like what I'm seeing with Bryce. I I mean, I understand, you know, people might want and expect other things, but i just think we're trying to find our way. But I think he is showing some flashes of, you know what, there's a chance here. Now, you know, receiver-wise, we're we're, we're working through what are we going to be receiver-wise, who's going to be our go-to guy. Um, Hayden Hurst caught a few passes week one. Adam Thielen caught some last week. Uh, I think Mingo, there's a chance there for some plays to happen. Um, And it was a little quiet night for him the other night. You know, the pass hit him in the face, Uh, one of those. He was able to catch the corner out late in the game. And we're going to have to have patience, guys. I know that fans don't want to hear that. And I'm just giving a a company line. But it is what it is. I mean, that's kind of what I see with this football team, especially offensively, and what I see on the field.
1: Jake, let me say uh, this is Wes Bryant here. Let me start this conversation off with uh, I have a lot of guys that are my guys that we've talked about on this show. And let me say that uh, you were definitely one of my guys. My friend uh, Ozzy and I used to call you Gambit from the X-Men because you're from Louisiana. Has anybody ever uh, called you Gambit before? Or are you familiar no, with Gambit no. from the X-Men?
3: I, I am familiar with the name, but no, nobody nobody has ever called me that. Yeah, man, uh, my boy. I, preci- you- I appreciate it. You're probably one of the five on my, uh, my uh, in my fan club. So I
1: appreciate it. Yeah, me and my boy used to be talking about you on the phone, and we'd be like, look at Gambit. He's starting to get hot out there throwing those cards. But uh, <laughs> back to the conversation about Bryce, and you talked about the receivers, and Bryce is such a football savant. What's it like as a quarterback when you go out and you know what guys you have that can play and which ones might have a little bit more difficult time with their matchups and things of that nature? Do you think that Bryce sometimes, because a lot of people looked at him and thought maybe his demeanor was a bit off or things like that, what's it like as a quarterback when you go out with some receivers that you know might have some trouble uh, winning their matchups on a consistent basis? How does that play into your psyche?
3: Well, listen, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I was so blessed and lucky in Carolina when I started playing here. I mean, I had two number ones. I had, a, in my opinion, a Hall of Famer and Steve Smith, and I had Muhammad. So I had two number ones, to be very honest. So uh, those guys were just different. Um, when I went to Cleveland in 2010, we really didn't have those guys, to say the least. We had two young guys that, you know, I'm not so sure. It just was what it was there. Ben Watson was our tight end, the only true kind of, Threat we've kind of really had. Listen, Bryce, I, you watch him play, you watch his body language, everything about him. He's very calculated, he, he's so level headed, but you can just tell there's a couple of times he probably just wants to scream because it's frustrating. Uh, all the success he had in high school, all the success in college. Um, and there were a couple of plays the other night, you watch him and he, he bats his chest like, my bad, I missed it. There's so much going on in his mind, and he's so smart, and he's so intelligent. I was lucky enough to sit in during training camp within a quarterback meetings with all the guys. And this kid's on another level mentally as a rookie, I was so ill-prepared as a rookie to even think to try to do what he's doing. I, I mean, it would be a joke if I would have tried to play as a rookie and watching him play. And I understand it's frustrating. And I, you can see, you know, that frustration. But he's so even keel that, you know, it's going to take some time, man. It's going to take some time. And hopefully we can kind of – progress as the season goes on this is not in my opinion i just don't think we can have the expectation that this is a team that that can be a a big playoff team this year i mean there's going to be some growing growing pains and some of the injuries we're starting to accumulate um, especially on defense we've lost two of our better players in my opinion
1: Well, Jake, also, too, you sitting in film rooms, you see all of the positions, 1 through 11, what guys are doing. What's your take on the offensive line, mainly Ikiakuanu, and what differences have you seen from him between last year, the preseason, and now in the regular season?
3: Listen, it's a two-game sample. I still see a very powerful run blocker. That's what I see. I think he's very, very powerful in the run game, Um, even the other night. Uh, he was leading around on the uh, – I think it was the fourth down play when Andy Dalton came in and we did the little dive pitch, uh, just throwing guys around. Pass game-wise, um, listen, I think he's a really good pass blocker, but I think there's there's still going to be room for improvement. Uh, there's a couple of times, you know, maybe he'll get his head dunked down a little bit and somebody can go around him. But early on in the season last year, I thought Miles Garrett got after him a little bit in the first game, and rightfully so, because Miles Garrett is one of these unicorns Uh, so to speak. Um, But I thought Icky really played well throughout the course of the season. And I think he's done a decent job so far. But I'm giving credit to the other side. I know what Carl Granderson is. I know what Cam Jordan is. Those guys show up constantly on film. And I probably watched the Saints second most as compared to Carolina, just because my proximity of where I live and the things like that. I mean, that's a talented bunch we played the other night. Um, But they're all talented in the NFL. And Uh, Icky, I think he's an excellent run blocker. I think he's a good pass protector, but I think he'll continue to get better in that regard.
2: That's the voice of former Panther quarterback Jake DeLohm joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline and current Panther radio analyst. You know, Jake, it, I've seen some people talk about the guard injury specifically, with Austin Corbin not being able to come back at least for four weeks, Brady Christensen now out for the year on the other side. I've seen people discuss the importance of the guards because they help create some throwing lanes for Bryce Young. How true is that to you in your eyes? What is that kind of responsibility? for the starting interior offensive lineman
3: well so listen no quarterback wants to get hit right and that's why i was such a huge proponent and so happy when we drafted Derek brown a quarterback despises pressure in the face you can get somebody that comes from the outside right you can step up and climb the pocket uh when they're coming from the outside but you want that interior to be clean and that's something when it's not clean it's very difficult But I don't think it's an issue with Bryce seeing the field, to be honest. He hasn't come close, in my opinion, and correct me if I'm wrong, of a pass being close to being batted down. Uh, I think he does a great job with his eyes, manipulating the defense, knowing where he's supposed to go with the football. Um, But he gets up on his toes sometimes to make a pass. I think he's just learned that, hey, I'm 5'10", 5'10 and a half. This is who I am. And he's learned to make those type of throws. And I don't think that's an issue. Yes, you don't want interior pressure. Absolutely not. That's the last thing a quarterback wants. Mm-hmm. It's absolute misery when you do have the interior push. Uh, but the kid does a good job of kind of maneuvering in the pocket. I'm a big fan, and I'm not a Panther cheerleader just because, okay, I do games for the Panthers. I think you see some things with this kid that it got. you have to feel pretty good about it. I know watching the game Monday night, you know, if I'm watching Derek Carr, who's in his tenth year and is getting paid 150 million, and I'm watching Bryce Young, who's in his second game ever in the NFL with a new offense, and you know the Saints, they're pretty—they've got weapons. Uh, their weapons might be a little bit better than ours right now. I feel pretty good about what we have at quarterback. I'm gonna be very honest.
1: And so, Jake, too, to to close it out. When when you are playing. How long did it take for the game to start slowing down for you, and at what point do you think it could start to slow down for Bryce since he's playing out of the gates?
3: Well, listen, for me, I came in in 1997. I was ready to play in 2000, and that's that's (laughs) the the honest truth. Uh, We were, the the Saints were not, we just weren't there yet. When Mike McCarthy uh, in 2000 took over as the offensive coordinator in New Orleans, um, and I had a whole offseason of quarterback school, and that was just a very intense off that teams can't do anymore because of the CBA rules. I was ready to play in 2000, so I wasn't even remotely close. I wouldn't, have, I couldn't have held a clipboard my rookie year, much less kind of go on the field and and try to perform <laughs> the way Bryce was performing. I was, I was not ready. Some guys were ready. I definitely was not. Um, Peyton Manning, yeah, he he played as a rookie every game, and we all know three and thirteen still holds the record for the most interceptions in a season. Um, it's difficult. Big Ben, I remember him. He played as a rookie, and Pittsburgh was good. But they were good because of their defense in the run game. It wasn't because of Big Ben, not yet. He developed it over time. I mean, it's, it's hard for a guy to come in and, and do some great things. You know, I, um, there's, there's numerous times in history, even Patrick Mahomes. He played one game his rookie year. It takes time. Aaron Rodgers, I think he'll tell you the same thing. It just takes a little time.
2: Jake, I'm about tired of the self-slander, though, here, man. Like, okay, you could have been playing a little bit earlier. That's fine. And, look, you must have been doing something right for you to be one of the players that was nominated for the upcoming class to go into the Hall of Fame. Now, you are alongside some of your former teammates, like a Steve Smith, who needs to be in the Hall of Fame already. We've talked about that time and time again. But now we have Julius Peppers eligible. We talked about him yesterday after some of that news dropped. Can we just get some freak Julius Peppers stories? We had some people on the text line asking or in just telling us, man, we wanted to see him get a touchdown reception. We wanted to see him be involved <laughs> in offense at some point, And we'd see him go out there. Did you think there was ever a shot that we might just see a touchdown reception from the freak that is Julius Peppers? Hey, listen,
3: we tried. And look, it might have been my fault. I mean, he lined up and... We throw the fade at practice and he would just jump in the air and he'd just kinda hang and kinda it, it just it for whatever reason it just it just never worked. And uh I'll be quite honest, number eighty nine wasn't too happy when he came off the field and Julius uh had to go. And so we liked having eighty nine out there. But but listen, I think the freak of all free plays to me was Julius. Um and, and I can't remember the year exactly. It was either oh three or 04. We're playing Tampa at home in Bank of America Stadium, and they throw a screen pass to Michael Pittman Sr., and it's on the Tampa sideline, and he is running for a touchdown, and Julius runs across the field, runs him down, and pulls him down from behind. That's when you know just the freak that was Julius Peppers. He did things that normal people shouldn't do. Um, I throw a screen pass in practice one day. You know, you drop back, you eyeball a linebacker, you shoulder shrug, I drift back, and – I mean, I threw the ball up and over him, and he jumped up with one hand, and I swear he jumped 13 feet in the air and just stabbed it, like caught the point of the ball with his left hand and took off the other way. And everybody just stopped and started laughing. And I looked at Coach Fox, and he foxied and in typical Foxy fashion. Good thing he's on our team. I mean, there was nothing. <laughs> I mean, that's all you could say. It's just Julius would do things, and, and Jordan Gross can tell you. He just would pray he wouldn't suck early on because Julius, like, I hope Julius is just having a bad day because it was just so difficult to go against him in practice because he didn't lollygag, he didn't take plays off, and he was just Julius. He just didn't talk. He did his job. And Jordan will tell you, he's what made Jordan that good of a football player for all those years because he – you have to go against a freak show every
2: day. Yeah, Jake, that John Fox sentiment of I'm glad he's on our team, <laughs> I've heard that so many times from former Panthers players about not only jo- uh, not only Julius Peppers, but Chris Jenkins. Those are my favorite former athlete oh. stories of all time to hear about Chris Jenkins destroying anybody in his way and Julius Peppers doing things that only freak shows could.
3: <laughs> well, i tell you what. I know Julius has some young kids, but Chris Jenkins, if you ever watch Michigan play – He has a son that's on the defensive line in Michigan. Yeah, um, this kid's a big-time football player. So Chris Jenkins was another one. We were blessed, man. We had some talent on that football team. Um, Well, the football team's in the early 2000s in Carolina.
2: Yeah, it's a lot of fun to hear about some of that stuff and a lot of fun to hear your confidence in Bryce Young. A lot of fun to talk to you, period. That's Jake DeLome, former Panther QB, current Panther radio analyst, joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Jake, we really appreciate the time, man. Have a good rest of your day.
3: All right, guys. Y'all have a great day. Take
2: care. Absolutely. Good stuff right, from great. Jake. Let's go to break. Let's come back, recap some of those comments, and move on about the Panthers' conversation. Get to the live wire. Still a lot to get to on Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you.
2: Craig Mack so much, we brought Craig Mack back. (laughs) Craig Mack back. Wes Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 Well, Fiddy does claim to be a man of
1: uh, Christ, though. The song is called When God Comes, so maybe he's trying to send us a subliminal message. And Craig
2: Mack, again, we talked about it yesterday, because it's it's not only the second day we brought it back. We brought it back, the same song, in back-to-back segments. But you know what, Fiddy? Good on you, man. You're taking accountability. You're not out here acting like Matt Rule. You said that's my fault. I'm going to go touch the DBO sign. I'm going to come back and we're going to get this thing popping in the live wire. And I appreciate that accountability from you. Yeah.
0: Was that your cue for the live wire?
2: <laughs> no. Oh, okay. But, but this one is. Play the live wire now. <laughs> well, that sounded a little fast like, of aggressive. TV net.
0: Get respect when they feel this. I know you
1: feel this. The east and the, the west, up, north to the down, south. Down. Live wire.
0: Seamless transition to the live wire.
2: Here you go, Fitty. Take us away.
0: All right. So we got some Bryce Young audio that we're going to get to. And I did want to get back into Frank Reich talking about his status. Because the status, we went into Wes's rant, which was epic. And I want you all to hear the way he talked about him. Because the way he talked about Bryce being able to play on Sunday, I don't think we're going to see him and on the field at Seattle. Bryce was listed as a projected DNP um, due to an ankle. So, you know, we'll we'll see how he is tomorrow. Um, But that's all the update I have for you right now.
2: How did he get
0: hurt? Don't know the exact play. Don't know the exact play. And what would you say his chances are? Um, Don't know the answer to that right now. We'll see how he is tomorrow. Is it a high
2: ankle? Is it a standard, you know?
0: I, 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 yeah, well, just I do not.
1: With that said, um, do you think that impacted his performance?
0: I do not. Yeah, I do not think it impacted his performance. The amount of I do nots in that in that <laughs> forty-three second clip was, it, kind of shocking. Um, how the hell does an NFL coach that reviewed the film probably the night of? yesterday and today does not know when his quarterback
2: may have gotten injured. I'm not actually more focused on those questions because sometimes this thing happens, right? It can happen in a basketball game or a football game where you might just be rolling off of adrenaline and you're not showing symptoms of having a bum ankle or anything like that. What I'm more interested in and what I find more questionable is not knowing what the severity of the injury is right now. Right, So, okay, did you find out about the injury so close to practice time where you decided, you know what, we're going to allow him to go out there with mental reps, and then when we come back from practice, I'm going to speak to the media, and then we'll get this thing figured out, and we'll hold on to this information until we get real clarity, hopefully tomorrow. That's the more questionable stuff as far as the timing. Because, Wes, you can tell me if I'm wrong, most of the time we know what play, for sure, because they're on the ground, then you, in some... Parts need to get the card out sometimes you need to be helped off of the field but other times we know guys get banged up and they keep playing because of adrenaline whatever and then there's nothing real visible as to oh this is clearly when he got hurt Mm -hmm. I'm not questioning that nearly as much what say
1: you the thing that you think about just a little bit to give a little bit of pushback is for one Bryce I'm sure would have told either the trainers or the coach hey on this play, this happened. Maybe now to your theory about the adrenaline pump, and maybe he doesn't remember. But I would think, as a player, you know pretty much when you got jacked. And so I would we think. We see that-
2: on the QB documentary though, they would fight tooth and nails. Uh, did, did I say tooth and nail? Yeah, you yeah. Thought- That's weird. Tooth and nail is. Is that Correct. a thing? That, yeah, you know, yeah, two seconds for, for sure. All right. Yeah. Well, I, I meant it. I'm saying it with my chest this time. Yeah. But they would fight <laughs> in order to get out there on the football field and downplay any injury. I don't think – we see this from players quite a bit downplaying injury.
1: Yeah, and so I would think that even if he came to the trainers and told them the trainers are for sure going to come- – go and tell the head coach, especially your starting quarterback. They're going to know every detail about this man's life. So if he's hurt, they're going to come say, hey, Bryce has got an ankle. We're checking into it. We'll let you know what we find out. So that's the only thing I think about when he's saying how much stuff he does not know. I would think that Bryce Young would have told somebody what play, how severe, and then they would have relayed the message to Frank Reich if Bryce didn't tell him himself. It does not help the conspiracy theories out there, I will tell you. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it definitely does not. That
2: is the fire. Frank Reich
1: Gasoline,
2: throw it all over the place and send your eyebrows off of your face. That is how much he's feeding all these conspiracy theories.
0: All right, now let's get to the other Bryce Young audio that I had planned for today's show. Remember Chris Sims? Remember after the first preseason game, his wife, Johnny Muscles, they weren't impressed with what they saw from the rookie quarterback. Then in a losing effort at Atlanta, he said he saw things that made him a believer in Bryce Young. Well, then something happened. Uh oh. After Monday night's game, because after an 0-2 start, he says the front office has to be questioning why they drafted him. Is Bryce Young?
2: Uh, I don't like the way it looks. That's just this plain and simple fact of it. You know, I'd be sitting there if I was working for the Carolina Panthers, going, "Damn, did we really draft him with the number one pick? Did we? Is that what we did? We, he he can't make any big throws outside the numbers, right?" He can't really run away from people. The Red Sea parted one time and he ran up the middle. Uh, So that is what concerns me. He does not look like C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson on the field. There's no way. They clearly right now look a notch above. Uh, Bryce Young. like Clearly. I don't think that's debatable. I think if you asked any quarterback who ever played quarterback in the history of football and the ones in football right now and you got them in a a room privately they'd go, yeah, it it don't look right right now. I would much rather have C.J. Stroud than Anthony Richardson.
1: Uh, Man, that's interesting that he would come with that type of opinion, especially after what he said in week one. Because to me, that makes him look a little wild, how he's going from one extreme (laughs) to the other. You know what I'm saying? And so when you look at it and you look at how these teams are made up, that... Both of these guys, they have a few receivers. I mean, you look at Anthony Richardson, and you look at what they've got. Michael Pittman Jr. is a guy that can get open. Josh Downs is a young guy that's – he's a young guy that's got some speed and capable of separation. So there are some players there. He's got some decent tight ends at his disposal as well. And then you look at the Houston Texans. Now, I'm not saying that these guys' uh, receiving cords are world beaters, but look at how it's built. Robert Woods is a cagey vet. He's been a multiple-time 1,000-yard receiver. Lord knows he didn't do anything last year because I had him on my fantasy team as well. But this is a guy that's still capable of getting open, catching balls. Tank Dell is a young, electric receiver that's fast. He might not have it all figured out, but Tank Dale can get open and he can beat guys and win one-on-one matchups. And then Nico Collins, you just talked about yesterday, uh, Walker is a young receiver that's also coming into his own. So there's some things there. Now, am I saying that Bryce Young looks perfect or being a Bryce Young apologist? No, there are definitely some things he needs to clean clean up but how a guy like Chris Sims because a lot of people love to bring credibility into arguments and so how a guy like Chris Sims that has played in the NFL that was a top prospect coming out of high school that played football at the University of Texas he should know that the receiving core and the things that he's having to deal with now does Rice have some plays that definitely make you do a little bit of wondering sure but it's rookies at the end of the day uh Anthony Richardson and CJ Stroud are also going to have some of those moments as well. But there's no doubt they're playing better football right now. And it is, as we talked about this week, it's applying pressure on Bryce to put up some numbers.
0: Let me get this next piece of sound in, Walker, then we'll get your thoughts. Because he didn't stop there. Him and Mike Florio on the same (laughs) podcast said the Bryce Young pick, it was a pick to satisfy the Panthers' owner.
2: And this is part of the problem of an owner who gets himself involved in the process. David Tepper got himself involved, going to the pro days, having dinner, developing an affinity personally for Bryce Young, developing a sense that I really like this guy, I want this guy to be the guy who's my quarterback and forcing it through, not that the owner ever says, you must do this. Peter King and I have this argument all the time. One of the benefits of being that rich and powerful is Everyone is hanging on every word you say. They're trying to discern what it is you want so they can give you what you want without you ever having to ask for it. It's a very difficult I don't spot. even think they had a discern on this one, Mike. I, I think this is flat out like I like him and we're going to take yeah. him. That, that's what it I seems want like. him. Yeah, right.
1: I would say there, what owner doesn't have a say in who they're going to pick in pretty much every organization in the NFL? I don't know any head coach or GM that's going to blatantly disregard what the owner wants. Now, we've heard the Dallas story, like when he wanted Johnny Manziel, they took Zach Martin, they went against him, but his son still had to talk him off the ledge and say, listen, this is what we're going to do. So did Tepper well, have a say in it? Sure, but. Yeah, I think with David Tepper, this is fair to
2: question. Chris Sims, he does seem a little wild going back and forth and back and forth. Okay, so I don't to to make declarations after every single game. Oh, buddy, he's going to be it's going to be wild takes all across the board. (laughs) Yeah. Now he's going to be great. Oh, now he's not. I saw a lot of things I liked in this game. I didn't. Now he's going to be a bust. It's way too wild with this. We know that David Tepper has been involved in the past making some of these decisions or at least being involved in personnel decisions. We can go back to the Deshaun Watson pursuit. We know that the David Tepper was willing to give up a lot of money to go after Deshaun Watson, except the difference reportedly was that Cleveland was willing to give Deshaun 250 million guaranteed and the guaranteed portion. It deterred a lot of teams from going after Deshaun. After that, Cleveland was willing to pony up and even David Tepper at that point, he was not a couple of NFC South teams were willing the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers. And apparently that was a David Tepper call. So I'm not surprised at all. I don't even think you see a lot of the David Tepper, like the kind of uh, tour bus that was along with the Carolina Panthers where Frank Reich, And Scott Fitterer and David Tepper are going to meet with all of these QBs. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I don't feel like you see that with, what, was Jim Irsay doing that with every single QB? And we know Jim Irsay is liable to say something crazy. Mm -hmm. We do know that. But is he going up there and walking with Chris Ballard and Shane Steichen and meeting these guys at their pro days? Or is he just waiting to beat them once they have a, a, a workout? You know, is that happening with these other teams that were in, in draft a QB? Yeah, I'm sure that David Tepper was very fond of Bryce Young to the point where he had some kind of say in them selecting him. Now, there's enough of the track record and the pedigree, as you've mentioned, to where it looked like a perfectly reasonable pick, given who else there was up there with him in Anthony Richardson and CJ Stroud. But yeah. We've seen David Tepper be involved in personnel decisions before, so I don't doubt that here with Bryce Young.
1: Yeah, and so uh, they're just going back and forth with their opinions. But as you said, I I think that for sure Tepper had some into it, uh, some opinion. But it's like with Bryce's pedigree – How low was he going to go if the Panthers didn't take him? Somebody was going to take him in the top five.
2: Houston was reportedly going to take him, too.
1: That's what I'm saying. So what are we talking about? And the rumors there were that Houston, if they would have moved
2: up to number one, they would have taken Bryce Young. Exactly. It doesn't mean they were right or wrong. We don't know yet. But apparently that was what was going to happen with Houston when we were talking about it. quick they change. All right. Any other sound bites you wanted to play for us, Fetty?
0: I've got some fun ones now that we want to get to. Just because, you know, this is supposed to be a fun audio segment. So on Sunday... Travis Kelsey made his grand return for the Chiefs, and he did so in a big way, scoring his first touchdown in Jacksonville. Kelsey, the motion man, low snap. Mahomes moving pocket. Mahomes floats it up. Caught! Touchdown,
2: Travis Kelsey! Kelsey finds a blank space Hmm. for the
0: score. All right, so do you guys know why... I and Eagle, maybe the best play-by-play man in sports, one with a blank space reference in regards to Kelsey's first touchdown of the season. Yes, I do know
2: it was a great call to work that in <laughs> and actually have it flow within the confines of what is a normal call. It was great from Iron Eagle. To reference what is a Taylor Swift song, Blank Space, and Travis, is it a song or an album? It is
0: a song. Okay, that's what I thought. It's a, it's it's actually on my playlist. I downloaded it to my Apple Music the other day. Is it a good song? It's a very good song. So, of course, there's been a lot, of, a lot of rumors about Swift and Kelsey maybe dating. Well, Jason Kelsey joined WIP in Philadelphia today and... Uh, he confirm that the rumors they're true. By the way, how they doing? How, how those two doing? How those love?
1: Lump... No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: yeah,
1: I um, Wait, so I, you,
0: I, know, I you know, know everything.
1: Everything you say gets quoted on these days. You
3: know that, right? I know. I get it, and that's the way the world works. And um, got Tony kind of blindsided me with that question on Thursday night, and I uh, you know, I don't know. It's it's it's, it's hard to answer because I don't really know a lot about what's happening. in Travis's love life, and I try to like keep uh, you know. You know, his business, kind of his business, <laughs> sure. and, and stay out of that world, uh, you know. But having said that, man, I I I, I think he's doing great, and I think it's all one hundred percent true, and I hope that this soon goes
0: you? I don't think happening. Wow! <laughs> good, good for them, Jason. Good, good for them, man. That's that's excellent. If this is true, is this the best player musician couple since Romo and Carrie Underwood back in two thousand seven? It's got to be up there, and. How many more people will be empowered to shoot their shot? Because Travis Kelsey wanted to date her. He made it known that he he went to her concert and shot his shot, and it appears that it's paying off for him.
1: Well, let me start it with two things here. I watched the Kansas City Chiefs-America's game the other day. The brotherly love that those two have, man, it's, it's very special. Like, Travis Kelsey literally chokes up talking about what his brother means to him, and he's the reason that. Travis wears number 87. Oh, they're stars. It's pretty cool, but But. they love each other to death. Like, this man was crying talking about his brother. But for two, to bring this back to the Taylor Swift deal, this is the perfect woman for Travis Kelsey, okay? Because when you look at what his girlfriend Kayla Nicole said about him, his previous ex, that Travis Kelsey denied, but she called him cheap and said that he made her pay for half of everything. So he denied this, but if this is how he rolls, I mean, he's got the perfect woman now. She's got bags way bigger than his. He doesn't ever have to worry about having to spoil her 24-7. She's going to spoil him at times, I'm sure, because Taylor Swift strikes me as that kind of woman, that she's going to take care of her man because of the bags that she's getting. So I think this is a match made in heaven uh, for Travis Kelce.
2: I think the next album will be Kansas City Red.
1: (laughs) Uh-huh. But if they, <laughs> okay. but if they break up, uh-huh. okay. he's got to be ready because she's going. gonna have that 12-song
2: LP on deck. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Please just stay together, or maybe people are pulling first. Single. I'm break the up. chief, or you weren't the chief, yeah, or something right. like that. Not the chief for me. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. You need to. I don't know where you go, but you need to get out of my Mahomes. But good job, Kelsey. <laughs> These are really bad. No, they're not good. They're not good. No, I like um, that. Get out of my Mahomes. Oh, okay. All right. We're we're gonna try to work on this. We'll try to be better the next time, PTI style, we (laughs) promise. Let's go to the last segment of the day. It's Weston Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: Segment of the day on Weston Walker. That's a top five '90s rap beat. You can at me all day, but you know what? Speaking of Guru, man, we woke
2: up and in the middle of the night last night, it was on MTV and there were actual music videos playing. Yeah, and I think it was hip hop music videos of the last fifty years, mm. and it was a, it was a Guru and DJ Premier. I forget who it was. I forget what song it was. And then after or that, Gangstar. was. Uh, right, yes, both of them together. <laughs> you Star. said it's
1: separate. It was Guru and DJ Premier. Well, you
2: know, I saw Guru at first. It was, all, it was like one of those crusty crab memes where everything is shaking around me, and I'm like, Wait, uh-huh. what's going on? Uh-huh. And so, yes, but you're right. It was Gangstar, and then it was Curtis Blow afterwards. But how much do you guys miss music videos playing?
1: Were you a huge fan? Oh, yeah, definitely. Used to watch the video shows, no question. And then you had uh, – my favorite was when MTV had Making the Video – where they take you behind the scenes yep. and you could see how they put it together from the storyboard all the way up into the execution. Then I do miss the world premiere videos <laughs> when stuff would happen. Sometimes you'd be so big. Like I remember Michael Jackson and people like that having music premieres that would come on after shows. Like it'd be like the biggest show out. And then it'd be like, stay tuned after Living Single, Michael Jackson's new video. And he was like, oh man, this is some event we have different demographics here because you
2: grew up in what i think is the premier music video stage oh no question i did for the most part too um i feel like fitty did you grow up watching very many I, i know cmt was on a lot of households just non-stop listening to some music and then even cmt mtv catches all the flack for this But even CMT
1: now is going King of Queens and sitcom. Yeah, they're all run by the same company. They're all under Viacom, so they all are doing the same stuff. BET is the same way. VH1, you have to watch the MTV subchannels to get videos now. So I'll go back, and
2: I'm a little interested because you gave us a smirk when I asked (laughs) if you were watching music videos. I regret asking this. At the same time, I need to know, why are you giving me that side smile?
0: The last music video I can remember being... I guess excited to watch. It was appointment television, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. It's on. High School Musical, no, is it? No, it is not. <laughs> it was on Entertainment Tonight, or maybe it was like a twenty twenty when Britney Spears' uh, "Womanizer" video became um, available for the public to see. I could remember as a as a young teenager making sure I was in front of my television to watch <laughs> that, and you can imagine why. But I. I mean, it was on from time to time, whether it was, you know, a CMT or even some VH1. But it wasn't like for y'all Were like, y'all would, y'all would go home and watch that channel. Like, for me, I was going TRL, home and watching. 106 okay, and Park, yeah.
1: Rap City. They get ready to do a Rap City documentary. I cannot wait for that. Rap City after school. But I'll tell you, though, you can still watch videos now, current ones. Because if you have like, you know, everybody's now got the smart TVs and stuff like that, or you got the Roku or Amazon. So if you go on like the Roku channel or the channels that come with your TV, like Samsung TV or something like that, there are probably 20 channels alone that are dedicated to nothing but music videos. My son loves watching videos. Now, of course, the only video channel we can really watch like that where I don't have to mess with the remote, is the ones that uh, show videos from the 90s and the 2000s because man. they were pretty clean videos for the most part. But, man, you try to watch the videos now, I have to keep my oh, hand on the remote because no when I'm with him because there's no telling what's going to come on screen because sometimes he would be like, Dad, can we watch videos? Because I'll let him come hang out in my room at night on the weekends and he'll sleep in the floor and just chill with me. And he would be like, let's watch videos. I'm like, Bryce, I'm too sleepy because I don't feel like having to stay manned up on the remote. While we sitting here watching this, because you don't know what's gonna pop up on it, th- mm. and
2: they're unedited. Next thing you know, Cardi B and Megan The Stallion music video from yeah. a couple of years ago <laughs> that went viral.
1: Yeah, and the things that kill me too is that back in the day, people made videos to the clean version of their songs. Now you turn on the video, and it is unedited, and so you're like, good Lord.
2: Oh, yeah. It's
1: real bad. And I, even, <laughs> even in
2: my day and age, during the LimeWire music downloading mm-hmm. day. Oh, the so, LimeWire. Uh, well, LimeWire this time, yes. <laughs> but we rephrased it a little bit. But back in those days, I, did, I would get Apple gift cards as – Christmas presents or birthday present, whatever, and then I would go and then get the music. And so I downloaded a couple of music videos once I had the video iPod. And I'm (laughs) telling you, I wanted to get the Don't Sweat the Technique song because I was in my old school day and age. I wanted to rep it after watching NBA Jam Session, the VHS that my brothers had. And when I went to go get the music video, no, it is not like the music videos of today, but... I still had to hide that thing from my mom because yes, there were a bunch of women walking around in bikinis and I just liked the song. And so I was like, all right, well, I'll go ahead and get it. And then I had to download other songs to make sure that went further on the uh, further down on the list. So you couldn't see it as soon as you would open up the music library. And I did the same thing for Fergie London bridge because yeah. Fergie was a little risque in that yeah, music video. Yeah, yeah, And it was just the hot song in middle school and I wanted to be up with the times and yep. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Needed to download a lot more songs to make sure that was not in the early searches.
1: Yes. Couch Coach Kyle. Yes, I know there was some exceptions to the rule, but for the most part, videos in the 90s and 2000s were fairly decent that you could watch. Now, we also got some other great ones uh, I saw about MTV Spring Break. Joe Gibbs Jr. says MTV uh, videos, obviously. And then it was funny. A 704 number says you mean you downloaded 14 viruses. It's true. Because uh, I- that lime wire uh, could get you that blue screen, if uh, you know what I'm talking about.
2: So I went more so <laughs> for Apple. I usually used Apple Music. Everybody was trying to get me on LimeWire, so I try it after two songs. My computer was about to blow up, and I decided, (laughs) you know what? If I ruin the only computer in the house, my mom is going to destroy me. Yeah. And so I immediately exited out of that and never went back to it again.
1: Yeah, Wake Forest, uh, we all got laptops to do schoolwork, but also we had LimeWire on those. And so when you saw a guy uh, taking a trip to IS to turn in the computer so that it could be fixed, yeah, you knew what time it was. <laughs> you knew what was uh, going on. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Off that lime wire. Lime <laughs> wire, give you that blue screen, baby. See, this is also showing
2: different ages, Ooh. right? When Lime Wire was around, it was more so for the songs for us. <laughs> oh, I'm going to guess it was something different yeah, for college. You saw students. your
1: homeboy walking the IS with the laptop. You mm-hmm. was like, oh, okay.
2: I was about to say, also, <laughs> Ashby from Lancaster said, uh, yeah, I was thinking tip drill as well. Like, yeah, no doubt. You had your you BT uncut, uncut,
1: but that was early 2000s.
2: <laughs> Somebody else wrote in BET uncut. Yeah, BET yeah. uncut was fire. Well, you know, yeah, and that's one that I don't think you would allow your son to watch not at this at all. age. Not no, at especially all. the tip drill video. I
1: shouldn't have been watching it. No, probably not. <laughs> Maybe even now I should, right, be, watching I should it. be watching it. Right,
2: I shouldn't be watching it. It's going to give me the blue screen on my computer screen watching that. That'll do it for <laughs> Wes and Walker. Sports Radio 92.7. WFNZ. Willie P showing up, I believe, again, if I'm not mistaken, Fiddy. I
0: think it's gonna be a Hogger Smoke Fitty vehicle coming oh, up. Look from at three you. To six. All right,
2: Fiddy pulling over time here, folks. Not only from 10 to 3, but now it is from 12 to 6. We got more the work station. out of Josh Fiddy Marlowe. is coming up next on Sports Radio uh, Radio 927 FM.